please enter room 2008. Back to Room 2008. Your favorite podcast is live at twitch.tv slash room2008ENT. It's a Thursday night, and guys, we are T-minus 23 days to goblet season. How do y'all feel about that? Ooh. <laughs> I need to get a, an adult-sized goblet. There's so many it. things I got to do before the end. Like what? Well, I got to get a new uh, goblet little uh What happened uh, to your cup. old Well, mine's too small. Oh, is it? I mean, I mean, well, you know, my, my goblet, got your goblet's, my goblet's too, small. too small. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just too small. If you think yours is small, you should see Peter's <laughs> goblet. That is. Yeah, you're so yeah, or this cool looking gold chalice goblet. And, uh, it came in and it was like the size of a thimble. <laughs> and I was it's like, too small. Damn it, Amazon. Amazon is not one of our sponsors, by the way. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we could did, did I send it back for refund? No, too lazy. Kept it. How do y'all feel about that? Sending stuff back on Amazon? I hate it. Who cares? See, that it's in the back. I know you say who cares, but every time I get something, I'm like, ah, you know, like, oh, I sent something back last week. Sometimes, you know, sometimes <laughs> we'll buy two of something, to, like if it's a shirt or something. Uh, we'll buy two of it to see which one fits or like which color we like better or something. And then we'll send the other one back. You're that guy. Okay. That guy. See, I'm the opposite. I'm like, ah, let's not do that. That's just wrong. Cause you know, I don't know. <laughs> I start feeling guilty. Like the billion dollar company is going to take a loss or something on my, yeah. my return. <laughs> they're they're going to have to lay off a whole warehouse. Cause you're sending some, uh, we'll be on that list. I'm so used to taking shit back to Lowe's. You know, they put you on a list where if you take a certain amount of things back, you go on this list and they won't let you take stuff back. Oh like, really? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not afraid to say I go to target every now and then when I try to return something, they, uh, they have a hundred dollar limit, you know? So if you return stuff, you have a hundred dollars once you're past that. So like we had a fucking baby shower and we can only take, you know, a certain amount of things back. All right. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous. Walmart don't give a damn. You were like, I'd like to return these tuck friendly, uh, shorts. <laughs> I started laughing. <laughs> it took me a second to even realize what you were saying. Tuck friendly. Is that because these nuts were too much of a battle? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, seriously though i'm like with amazon i'm like ah, i feel bad for the company that shipped this all the way to me from fucking down China. the down the street the yeah, warehouse that shipped it to you from street. i wonder how how many they manufactured what you know the of the tuck friendly underwears i mean is that oh is that, that sounds like that sounds like homework for you for the next week you know what i'm gonna get on that <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we can get an answer by this episode go ahead and start looking that up now we have time 
and let some people get on uh, get on the chat here at twitch.tv slash room 2008 ENT. If you're listening to this on the podcast, look in the episode description. You can uh, follow us on Twitter and everything. I believe we were shadow banned for the past week or so. Um, was not getting the impressions and stuff as we usually do. Yeah, I usually have to put a shit ton of ha- uh, hashtags just to get the impressions. And I was using everything trending. And I was barely getting 20 to 50 impressions. I usually get yeah. several hundred, several hundred. Do you think Might it's well because just... of the things that we've been talking about? No, I don't think so. I mean, we're not that widely known. Uh, I mean, our video on Twitter seems to be working just fine as of now. So oh. well, why would it be random? I mean, why not? I think it's just randomly just shadow banning different podcasts. Yeah, maybe might have been I mean, hashtags I was using. Yeah, source that's recording. They obviously have on certain things. They they obviously have an AI that automatically you know dictates everything we're saying. You know, and uh, why wouldn't they? Shit. Right, and uh, maybe there's some key words in there that the the AI uh, pinpoints, and uh, bam, uh, we you would be a meat missile. <laughs> It's probably your name on the last episode that Shadow Bandus. Probably. <laughs> Peter's had some crazy names. I remember he had a uh, meat missile. He had the mommy milker. Uh, it's crazy stuff. No one, yeah, no wonder we're uh, we're getting shadow banned over here. We need to do a test on that and just see. I mean, it's obviously something going on. So, thanks for everybody listening in live tonight on a Thursday. Uh, we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. yeah follow us on twitter so you know when we're going live because we'll go live sometimes on thursday sometimes friday sometimes even saturdays so um you know just depends on the schedule and stuff you gotta stay up to date with us and october is going to be a fun month we should get at least four episodes in in october if we do one uh on fridays either thursday or fridays but uh we're going to get into some uh creepier episodes again coming up in october some serious so, shit i know I'll lance latte ready I know Lance was uh, mentioning at the end of last episode that we were going to do uh, like a TV style. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. It'd be like Blair Witch meets reality housewives. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. And I'm really talking about like just us being ourselves. That's not even like a scripted thing. It's just what it'll end up being. Right. Yeah, but it's probably yeah. not going to happen. So. Okay, well, let's let's be positive. All right, that sounds it's FYI. It's, it's not gonna happen. Maybe we can do it remotely in three separate <laughs> wooded For, areas. Yeah, I'll go to the woods by my house. Peter can go to Peter's woods. Lance can go to the woods uh, where we were going. How will go. they know? How will they know? <laughs> no, remember that? No, it was a big thing going around. It's like how yeah, was crazy. Know? How will they know? Yeah, good talk. <laughs> so what do we got tonight? What are we doing? We are going over the battle of these nuts. Just kidding. The Battle <laughs> of L.A. This is an uh, often, I don't even want to say often forgotten, like nobody even knows about it, that it happened. You know, it's funny you say that. I, I literally, a few people have asked me what we're doing our topic on, and I'd, I'd say this, and they're like, they come up with some, you know, joke, because it sounds like Battle of L.A., you know, it's, but mm-hmm. yeah, like, truthfully, it's not really even known that it happened. It's like, uh, is that a movie with Kurt Russell, you know, like? I've seen that before. And, yeah. I, you know, Going into it, I didn't even know it had it was the same, uh, the same pretty much the same time as Pearl Harbor, yeah, like 10 I, years you know, after, yeah, after right? the 80s or something, you know. And uh, so it was pretty interesting, yeah. It happened like two months after in February of uh, 42. Wow, and you just get it all the way, all right. Well, that's, that's it. Podcast. Spoiler alert, Thanks was for- it isn't 42 when the Philadelphia experiment happened? Um, oh, you're gonna make me lie, I want to. Ooh, I'm gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna trust in you on that. 
I don't a lot know. Of just what happened in the forties? It was forties. Do what? A lot of shit seemed to happen in the forties. Very crazy. I think, I think art—that's uh, when the technology kind of took that extra step. Mm-hmm. You know, so is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're right. You have been going. To, you have been going to Target lately. My cockapelli on point. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I've been uh, I've been checking out that. Uh, there's a discount right now on the uh, Tuckets. So uh, everybody listening, go grab them while you can. The Nantucket pull out tomorrow. Hey, speaking of Tuck, what about old Tucker Carlson? No, I'm just kidding. We don't. We're not going to go into that. Tuck your Carlson. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an interesting, interesting episode on the other night. Everybody should go watch it. <laughs> All I can say is that's pretty ballsy <laughs> and, and a little cocky. So <laughs> that was pretty interesting, though. But uh, yeah, everybody go check that out. It's a good subject to talk about. That's not really conspiracy. We we tend to stay on the conspiracy side, so we'll go ahead and uh, get started on our conspiracy. That's more of a factual scenario. Yeah, uh, Pete. Well, this so. is factual too. This is uh this this event actually happened. Now the the question right. is, what the hell was it? That's what we're going to get into. Um, just trying yes. to figure out what exactly it was. Well, why don't you uh, or I or whoever? Why don't you? I mean, hey, I'm cool with it. Uh, tell our viewers what is the Battle of L.A. You want me to run with it? Do it, my cock. Okay, my cock belly. Thank you. You can say the whole thing. <laughs> um, all right. So, pitcher, yeah, Pearl Harper. Uh, Pearl, God, you go with it. Forget it. I'm already done. <laughs> Harbor. All right. My so you God. have Pearl Harbor that happened when it was December 1941. Correct. That's correct, Lance. Okay, so we're getting into this war. And uh, you know the Japs are our enemy, right? And then the who? So, huh? The who? The Japs? No, we're banned now. I mean, you know that's I mean that that was, that's the reality of it, man. We got you. So, all right. So, um, <laughs> what I didn't know is that there was an oil field bombing the day before the Battle of L.A. Mm-hmm. And I actually sent you uh, this article on it. If you want to pull the link, you're, you're more than welcome to it. We can come back to it. It really doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I got it. I, yeah, go ahead and pull that up real quick. This will lead into what the Battle of Italy actually uh, that actually is. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're bringing it up. <laughs> don't have like two so, so banned. Thank you. I'm sorry. I just like ruined our whole careers here. <laughs> All right. So, submarine shells Elwood Oilfield. There's and, and the reason I bring this up is this kind of I, I believe this this started the whole um, thing on the Battle of L.A. So the Battle of L.A. was this hysteria. They had this blip come up on a radar um, the day after this oil field bombing uh, from a from a Japanese submarine, which actually happened. Mm-hmm. The day later, you know, everybody was tense uh, around um, L.A. and San Diego and everything, and uh, they had this blip come up on the radar, right? And they're watching this thing, and it comes in and out and and all that fun stuff. And ultimately, the town goes basically into chaos, and they start bombing the shit out of the skies. People are saying they saw planes. People are saying they saw crafts. They saw uh, all kinds of things in the sky. You had literally the uh, anti-craft... Uh, and this, and this cool. is like this. This is in the middle of the night in in uh, 
in February, whatever it was, February of 1942, like middle of the night. So radars, yeah, radars picked up on an identified target 120 miles west of Los Angeles. Anti-aircraft batteries were alerted at 2.15 a.m. and were put on green alerts, ready to fire a few minutes later. The uh, Army Air Force, see, and this was the question that I had. Why didn't the, you know, why didn't they put planes out there to kind of intercept or anything? But they kept their planes on the ground, preferring to um, await for indications of the scale and direction of any attacks before committing to flight force, right? So they they were attract they were uh, tracking the approaching uh, target within a few miles of the coast. And at two twenty one, the regional controller ordered a blackout, and thereafter the uh, information center was flooded with reports of enemy planes. So people were calling in at that time saying they saw enemy planes. Um, and they were just vanishing in and out and we'll kind of get into the details, but you know, you had alarms going off, the sirens going off, uh, blaring, you know, they were ordering blackouts. We were under attack, right? So this all happened just the night of at two forty three. planes were reported near Long Beach. A few minutes later, um, the Colonel spotted about 25 planes at 12,000 feet over Los Angeles and at 3.06 a.m., they even said, you know, they were they were uh, carrying uh, balloons with flares, trying to look for submarines, and they would shoot them over Santa Monica. And um, and all these anti-aircraft artillery, just they just opened fire at that time, and they were just going crazy into the sky. And at one point, that all the uh, lights would centered in the one spot, and everybody was just blasting shit up there. So you have all these – you have just – all of LA just fighting for something at something. And to this day, nobody knows what actually was in the sky. If there was anything in the sky, it was, it's the most bizarre scenario to think that a whole city would be in on this, um, fight. And yet nothing was reported. It's it's so bizarre, but that is the battle of LA. LA was under a war. They were in a war zone. And they had no idea what they were fighting. And uh, and then this is the only report. And we're mm-hmm. really jumping quick into it. I will say that out of all this, how many deaths do you think actually happened under this chaos of war? Peter, how many do you think? Was it from uh, the the shrapnel and explosions from our own military? Possibly, but how many? How many? How many people do you think died during all this? This this one night, the, the few hours that this was going on. Hundreds. Close. Yeah, I would. That was pretty close, actually. Uh, five people. Five people died. Three in a car accident going to Walmart. No, actually, it was yeah. there was a blackout, so they had all the street lights out and everything else. So five people died in car accidents and two of heart attacks, which I thought was, um, God, can I even say it? I thought it was kind of humorous to think that they would calculate two people having a heart attack that night and base it on it's kind of like when um i'm not even going to get into what happened in 2020 but long story short uh the uh two heart attacks was kind of funny because it's like you know oh, um, they gave him myocarditis <laughs> the the people come in for heart attacks are like it's obviously because it's war so there are more victims five people yeah, i'm sure that was no. like scary as hell yeah power suddenly going out and the air raid sirens like that's one of, that's one of the creepiest sounds to me 
Like that sound actually scares and me. And then you and then you see, you know, the military actually shooting, you know, yeah, actively you engaging. Know, you hear explosions and you look up and no telling what they actually saw. Well, so the air raids went off the sirens went off at 7:18 p.m. that evening. Wow. Like again, they were watching this on radar. They had reason to believe the day before they their oil fields got bombed by a submarine. Mm-hmm. And then they had blips of radar with, uh, and they they've come out and said that you know they've had to have some sort of cloaking device because they literally had it on radar and it was going in and out. But every time it come in, it'd be a little bit closer. It was moving very slowly, so they couldn't tell the speed because it would come back in and it'd be a little bit closer and it'd come back in and be just a little bit closer. But they're like, well, a plane has to be doing a certain mile per hour to even stay in the air, right? So they're trying to figure out what the what the hell is this? This right? was abnormal. Yeah, this is just floating across. So there's a lot of conspiracy that it was a balloon. But there was so much shrapnel, and you're exactly right. Uh, there's a, a, a page that I sent you, Drew, if you want to pull that up, um, uh, like, a, like a news article. And it has all these different pictures of all these people that, like literally there were shells that did not explode, that put holes in the ground, and people would pick them up. And news reporters were like, hey, you know, dust that off and, and let's get a picture. And then guy was like, you want me to just put some um, sandpaper on this bastard and have it explode and kill us all? You know, oh, this is a God. shell that didn't explode, you know, and people are like, you know, and then you had shrapnel that went through windows and uh, hit beds and stuff and, and uh, didn't kill anybody. Ironically, like that's just crazy to think there was literally uh, a shell anti-craft shell that fell through a, a, a doctor's it fell into this doctor's office and exploded and took out two rooms but luckily they weren't sleeping in the room next to it you know how that convenient. kind of scenario uh yeah these are all just different pictures of all the shrapnel the shrapnel was the biggest mess yeah because it was centrally located above la they weren't shooting out in the ocean mm-hmm. now that photo with all the lights uh com- converging on a what appears to be a flying saucer shape. Uh, they're all pointing at it in the sky. Is that a real photo? That's the only, that is the only known photo taken during this ordeal. It is a real photo. You think so? Well, well it is. Yeah. It hasn't been debunked. The okay. only thing about the photo that's been uh, questioned was the, the uh, exposure. And they, okay. They added exposure. Uh, I wouldn't call it brightness. They added exposure in the white to be able to identify because you know it's a dark sky. It's a blackout, and they have all these lights, it's like taking a picture of the moon. Yeah, they adjust the contrast. Adjust the contrast, and they had to do that. And so my initial thought was, you see the dots around that. Uh, yeah. little, uh, so I was thinking, well, that's like probably like the lights where they're hitting the clouds, you know, and maybe there's just, you know, what is that? Apparently that are that those are shells exploding, oh. right? Anti-aircraft shells. That's definitely likely. Uh, so they're saying if if there's something floating there, because they they said the speed was, you know, people were saying the speed was under 200 and, and exceeding 200. So I mean, it really is, it's contradicting every which way. But the idea is it would come up on radar. It'd go off radar, come up, go off, and it was so slow that the people didn't know the uh, the people the the colonels and stuff didn't know what the hell to do, and this thing was floating over L.A. 
uh, and they all centrally just came to that one spot and spotted something, and it sat there, and they were shooting at it, and they say if it was a damn balloon, the shrapnel, I mean, there's no way any aircraft could be sitting there or flying around that area. Uh, you had every bit of military forces. You had people yeah. coming on the rooftops with rifles shooting at the sky blindly. Just, um, I mean, it was it was literally a battle in L.A. to this central location. Mm-hmm. Weird, but that's a real that's a real picture. Yeah, yeah, it's the only one, only only known one taken during all this. So it looks like there's a flying saucer up there. Could be, but this, yeah, but like Lance was saying, the story is that's supposedly uh, the the uh what do you call it going off the anti-aircraft the little blips around it yeah yeah but like in the i saw i did see a photo that was like uh super enhanced to this and it it really does look like a flying saucer uh right in the middle there where it's the brightest Mm -hmm. um and you know back then the only way to fake an image like that would probably be to paint it or something uh because I can't remember what kind of cameras they had back in that era, but <clears throat> it was like one you had to stay still in front of, I believe. One with a, a long exposure, whatever they say. Um, so, I mean, it's possible it could be faked, maybe painted, but uh, it would be hard. It would be hard to fake it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. Like the picture itself is real. It's just, does the exposure or the contrast, as you were saying, expose something that's not really there. You know, I mean, it's so bizarre. Any any record you look at, any documentary, anything on it is, everybody saw something, but was that something really there? Right. Or were they looking at clouds that were floating around and there was so much smoke and the lights were, you know, people were just on edge with Pearl Harbor, the uh, bombardment of, of that oil field. In um, it wasn't San Diego. It was it was San um Santa Barbara, I think. Santa Barbara. Yeah. No wait, This was the forties. They had, they had cameras. Did they? Y'all want to listen to like, the radio broadcast? Cameras. Yeah. Peter, uh, guess how many anti-aircraft rounds were fired into the air that night? How many? Thousands. 14, Just guess. One thousand four hundred thirty. Wow. They it's hard to even. I don't something. know. I assume that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> if this is all documented as something that actually happened, they weren't shooting at nothing. They saw something. Yeah. Well, that's they the thing. It was absolutely something on radar, period. No question about that. No debunking that. It's not a conspiracy. That's what started this whole thing. What if it was some sort of drill to test everyone's compliance? That's one of the that's one of the theories is uh, not so much compliance but the military's readiness. Interesting. Um, you know, that's that's more of the. Uh, I can see that being plausible as well. Well, we're going to get in shortly to the uh, to the explanations, I guess, or the conspiracies behind it. Because again, this this part's not really a conspiracy. This is right. This is what happened. Yeah, chill um, out, Peter. This is crazy. I, yeah, like, I mean, I've never heard of this until we started talking about it. Literally in your town. In the middle of the night, your sirens go out, and you have this broadcast that goes over all the airways, which we'll play here in a second. It's like two minutes long, but it's it's really I mean it brings you back. You know, it's oh, pretty wow. cool. I haven't heard this. Cool. And um, and you're told to go outside. You have a blackout, 
no lights because the, the Japanese planes are flying over your town ready to bomb. And you are to, to, to take shelter in your bomb shelters. And everybody went outside, as Americans do. So we're not going to back down. And um, they went out there with guns and were shooting in the sky with, with the damn anti. I mean, it was, it was literally a, it was a battle. And this, that actually happened. That's not a conspiracy. The conspiracy is, what were they shooting at? Now, what and, did eyewitnesses say they saw in the sky? Drew? What? So the eyewitnesses, um, there were there were police officers that say that they saw two hundred plus uh, aircraft. Yeah, and then there were police officers that said uh, maybe fifty, and there were people that said I didn't see a damn thing. Yep, and then some were saying they saw like a UFO, like a triangle UFO. What? Some were saying that what they spotted was magnificent and it was large. Yeah. And it hovered there like a zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Is what they described it. Like a zeppelin. You remember the old uh the uh blimps? Yeah. You know? Uh, they said it was like a zeppelin, the way that it floated. And uh it went like you know, some people said it went twenty five miles, but the whole coast at, at different times their their alarms went off. Like San Diego went crazy after LA, right? I believe that that's correct. It's like nobody really knew what the hell was going on. But they they were picking things up on radar, and this thing was moving so slow that nobody could fathom it being a, an airplane because airplanes can't sit in the sky. But tune in because later there are documents that have come out that were uh, discovered saying mm-hmm. exactly what this is, yep. and um, Roosevelt, you know, talking to different people, talking about this thing, which we're going to get into. Yeah, let's uh, let's put your questions. Yeah, let's play the radio broadcast real quick. All right. I'm gonna um I'm sharing the audio, so if y'all talk, it's gonna delay. I got you. The news of the world, Wednesday, February twenty-fifth. Once again, Columbia's correspondents in world capitals and in the fighting zones in the Western Pacific are ready to give you the latest news direct by shortwave radio. And now for news of our own West Coast, we take you to Los Angeles and the report of Byron Palmer. Anti-aircraft guns went into action against unidentified aircraft in the Los Angeles area shortly after 3 a.m. Pacific wartime this morning. The anti-aircraft guns began barking during a blackout ordered by the 4th Interceptor Command at 2.25 a.m. The unidentified object, which some sources thought might be a blimp, moved slowly down the Pacific coast from Santa Monica and disappeared south of Long Beach. Army officials declined to comment on the possibility that the object might have been a blimp. However, it required nearly 30 minutes to travel some 25 miles, far slower than an airplane. Watchers on the rooftop of the Columbia Broadcasting Building in the heart of Hollywood could plainly see the flashes of guns and searchlights sweeping the skies in a wide arc along the coastal area. Concussion of the shells could be felt in downtown Los Angeles, 15 miles away. U.S. Army planes quickly took to the dark skies, but whether they contacted the object has not been announced. Army officials say they will not comment until they receive a full report of the action. Although some watchers say they saw airplanes in the air, semi-official sources say they probably were the U.S. Army's pursuit. 
Several observers say they saw one or more planes spotlighted by 20 or 30 searchlights. The object moved southward, presumably over Huntington Park at the western edge of Los Angeles, and on southward to about Long Beach on the coast. By 3.30 a.m., observers said the object appeared to be over the south of Long Beach. Searchlights closely followed the object down the coast and kept it centered in their glare. Shells frequently could be seen bursting near the object, but none appeared to hit it. The shooting stopped about 3.30 a.m. The shooting brought warfare to the front door of this city of a million and a quarter population for the first time since December 7th. Already, it was alert to the presence off the Southern California coast of a Japanese submarine which had pumped 25 shells into an oil field north of Santa Barbara Monday evening. Because of the presence of the submarine, a three-hour alert was ordered at dusk last night, and civilian authorities stood at their posts while the Army and Navy continued their search for the submersible. The evening alert ended at 10.23 p.m., but another was sounded at 2.22 a.m., and the blackout followed within three minutes. It covered Los Angeles County from Santa Monica to Pomona. At 2.27, all Southern California radio stations were ordered off the air, except those in San Diego. Approximately 20 minutes after the firing died down, the ship returned and headed westward from Long Beach toward Santa Monica. The guns went into action again, hurling round after round of shells at the object. The second barrage appeared to be closer to downtown Los Angeles, since watchers could hear the concussion of the guns more clearly, and the flash of bursting shells was brighter. Then the ship disappeared for the second time over the ocean. We return you now to CBS in New York. Wow. So this confirms a lot. A legitimate broadcast on the events that happened. That was, I think, that was like the day after. Wow. They didn't. They didn't shoot anything down. Nope. They didn't shoot anything, and he also said what they were shooting at. They never even hit. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. It reminds me of uh, Doctor Parkinstein. The broadcast. Everything's older and cracking up, and everything else. Right, and the guy talks like this, or, you know, yeah, something like that. Huh, love that dude. Um, pretty crazy stuff. So let's get into – so that's the broadcast. They described the blimp, right? It was too slow for an aircraft. It traveled – it took, like, what, 30 minutes to travel 25 miles or something like that. Um, they were saying that if it was a blimp, it would have been blown down. Right. shreds of all the ammunition. So what was it? Well, Timothy Cooper and Drew, I'll take this unless you have good information on it because I'm I'm just kind of going with my notes here and um, I basically got the same thing you got. All right, so Timothy Cooper was this Marine who requested documents and memos uh, back in uh, I don't remember the year. You probably have that. I don't know, but um, he got some good information. So he actually got more than he thought he would receive of some top secret different um, letters from FDR to, at the time, George Marshall, who was... I think it was George Marshall to FDR. They kind of went back and forth, yeah, but I think the original one was uh, exactly right, George Marshall to FDR. But uh, I sent you a link. If you want to pull them up, we can kind of look through those. This will tell you... I'm sorry? 
Which one do you want? Do you want the FDR stuff or do you want the Timothy Cooper stuff? Do um, actually pull up the memo. Pull up the uh, let's see which one. Pull up all the Timothy Cooper one. I believe that has them all. And then I sent you two that I wanted to, that I wanted to you know talk about in detail. Okay. Yeah. That's this Timothy Cooper one. I've uh, yeah. This is what I had as well. So perfect. So this came years after. Yeah, this was, I think this came out. Let me see. But it's correspondence of George Marshall to FDR two days after this happened. Yeah, the, do, the, the, the exact document we're looking at off, off of Scribd was from June of 2010. But um, I think the, the, there was a FOA Freedom of, or a, uh, Freedom of uh, is it Freedom of Information Act? Yeah, FOIA. FOIA. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a FOIA request. I think it was back in the 70s, I think is when a lot of this stuff came to classified. Um, interesting. So yeah, there's, um, yeah, these hard to, documents are very interesting. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's legitimate top secret documents here. Um, it's really hard to read on, on this. Um, let me see if I can get it on my phone and, and see what it well, is. This, the Timothy Cooper documents actually has a breakdown summary of all the correspondence mm-hmm. and the, and the summaries of them. And then he also, has them um photoed on there which they're hard to read but we don't have to read them because we have the summaries i do have the uh the two main ones the uh, uh well, I'm, I'm not going to give it away but i have the two memos that um that you can bring up in the links that will show them larger so we can read them mm-hmm. but the timothy cooper link actually has about four or five memos that were sent back and forth and the summaries of them, which we can discuss and and look at these memos firsthand if we want to. Yeah, we can. Um, like I said, it's just kind of hard for me to. Let me see if I can get it on my phone. Come on, Zeke, you got this. <laughs> Seek the plumber coming through. Some people said that they saw you know planes, though. Yeah, yeah, some people said that they saw thousands of planes. Some people said that they saw like fifty planes. Was it maybe maybe the Japanese sent in a balloon and then some some planes and they just didn't hit any of it? But I, I, they would have to hit like a blimp. Well, that's that's what we're gonna get into in a little bit. Okay. Um, it's just odd that I'm agreeing with you though. Battle these nuts. I I, <laughs> I uh, it's all bizarre because you don't know who to believe. It's Bob Lazar. It's all Bob Lazar. <laughs> uh, oh wow! Yeah, uh, it's all it's all Bob Lazar. I've never heard of this. Is also very suspicious. According um, to one of these memos uh, from February twenty sixth, nineteen forty two, memorandum for the president. The following is the information we have from something at this moment regarding the air alerts over Los Angeles uh, as of yesterday morning. Number one, unidentified airplanes other than American Army or Navy planes were probably over Los Angeles and were fired on by elements of the 37th California Brigade between 312 and 415 a.m. The Unix expanded, expended 1,430 rounds of uh, ammunition. Can you not pull that up here? It's not going to It's not gonna do it. Cause I if told you, that's why I said it's hard to read. I got to get it on my phone. Oh, man. Okay, because there's a summary at the very bottom, like page three or four. I mean, I can see. Let me try that. Yeah. 
again, this is live. So, you know, on the podcast, we might edit some of this out, but, uh, but thanks for, uh, sticking in. Cause I mean, I think sticking it in, <laughs> I think you, can, you, should, you should be able to pull it up and share your screen too. For, uh, uh, shoving it in for me. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> what are you, what are you, what are you saying? I was saying you can, um, you should be able to uh, pull it up as well and share the screen. Oh God, did I, now I'm so nervous right now. All right. Uh, number two on this memorandum is landscape. Don't do that. I hate that a memorandum. You can, but it's just, it's a little long. I'm trying to, let me see if I can. Uh... As Lance gets it up, let me read this. Number two. <laughs> Hold on. As many as 15 airplanes may have been involved, flying at various speeds from what is officially reported as being very slow to as much as 200 miles an hour and at elevations from 9,000 to 18,000 feet. No bombs were dropped. No casualties among our troops. No planes were shot down. No American Army or Navy plane. Um, can't make out what the last uh, part says. We're in action. No American Army or Navy planes were in action. Investigation wow. continuing. All right, I'm going to try to share. This is the first time. Everybody yeah. witnessing right now. You've shared before. You shared it uh, yeah, on the HH Holmes episode. All right. Let's let me make sure I had to get my bookmarks off. My what joined? All right. Can y'all see this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to skip all this, right? We're going to scroll down. There's a lot of documents here that are in small writing, which I have a couple links sent of the couple documents in larger writing, which might help. But here's here's the biggie. If anybody's watching, this will be on video on uh, uh Spotify, everybody watching and Twitter and, and, or X and wherever else, I guess. So the biggie here is on February 26, 1942, there was a document from George Marshall to Franklin Roosevelt saying, yeah, here's how many, how many rounds of ammunition. Here's what went on. Basically, here's what's going on. Right. In February 27, 1942, um, he sent a letter. This is in one of the links that I sent. I thought it was pretty important. Uh, the memo from George Marshall to uh, FDR. Uh, I'm sorry, from uh, FDR to George Marshall. He says, we picked up some um, some non-human um, crafts in the ocean and somewhere else. And it would be in our best interest not to share this with our allies and that the army one day will um, be able to discover this and, and, and work on it. But right now we need to keep this close at home. All right. That was the memorandum and you can pull that up. That's actually in a link. The second one I sent you that says memo to George Marshall from FDR 1942. And this is real. Uh, I would say yes, but there's there are people that say that this is not real, and the reason they say it's not real is because they say, by the looks of the uh, the typing, it has to all be from the same typewriter, and there, okay. apparently it's like a fingerprint. You know, every typewriter has its own little detail. Okay. How how the experts know this or look into it or or you know whatever they do. That's the opposing side is saying that you know, this is from all the same typewriters, so it can't be real because one's coming from George Marshall to FDR, one's coming from FDR to George Marshall. 
Hmm. It can't be the same typewriter. Well, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, so I looked up the actual. Um, you can actually go to I forget what website it is. It's some official website where you can actually see all the the verbiage back and forth that's been uh, declassified. And there's gaps. I mean, it goes from like February 27th, 28th to March 7th. Well, March 6th is the one that's pretty important, you know, where it says United States captured two crafts through investigation of War Department files ordered. And it talks about, uh, and I, again, I had the link. They talk about how these crafts are unearthly and they're going to be used for uh research to further this war effort um you know these are these are uh, documents that are in my opinion you know most would say that they're real but some could say that they're not real and there's gaps so like this one wasn't in that um government document website that i was looking up earlier today you know it's like there's a gap it just conveniently skips over march 6th and goes to march 7th so, it's possible they took them down. Um, but yeah, so I sent I sent two of them because I I figured those were probably the the most important. So it goes from February twenty seventh, FDR to George Marshall saying, "We have this technology. We're not going to let our allies know about this. This is strictly American need to know basis." March sixth, the next month, March sixth says we captured two crafts through investigation from the battle of LA. They called it something else, but it's the battle of LA that day. We caught them off, off the coast and uh, we're investigating them and we're going to do a reverse engineering investigation. Um, February 24th. Let's see of 1944. That's right. So two years, two years later, they're, they bring it back up, and they say not to engage in, in any research but to win the war as soon as possible. They could not get the reverse engineering quick enough, and he said, don't worry about that shit. Let's, let's win this war, right? Yeah. And July 5th, 1944, two years later, um, this is to Harry Truman, and he says, uh, it is clear he had in mind the non-terrestrial sciences, including biology and physics. Rewards of such exploration for the nation and the individual are great. Like, let's bring it back into action. So, um, wow. you have these different documents that have gone back to the Battle of L.A. That makes this such a, not just like a, oh, we, we, we got this wrong. We just, you know, pulled the trigger too quick and and the whole city shut down and did a blackout, you know, um, you have these different documents that back up the actions that were done. But the reason we don't hear about what came from it is because it could possibly be because it's government cover up. They found what they were trying to shoot down. Um, that's one conspiracy, you know, and these are obviously, um, memorandums of, the conversation back and forth. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that after Pearl Harbor, same thing happened in San, San Francisco. Um, they had, I'm going to get off the screen cause I can't see you guys. Y'all might be making faces and all this other stuff. 
<laughs> um, so San Francisco, the the person in charge there of defense ordered the whole city to be shut down, and they didn't shut down. They couldn't. The city was just too vibrant. I guess you could say it's San Francisco. The neon lights were blasting. You know the and uh and and the Golden Gate Bridge was lit up, and they couldn't get the lights off. And the and the guy who was in charge was like, I'm not going to make the mistake that happened at Pearl Harbor and not be the one to report this stuff. So I'm going to report, I'm going to falsely report stuff to shut down this city to just, you know, he just as a precautionary type deal. And they couldn't shut it down, and he lost his shit. They had neo, neon signs up and everything else. And so people were on edge. Like, you had people literally, like, wanting the, the blackout San Francisco just in case because they had some word that something might happen, you know? Right. Like, people aren't – so the Battle of L.A. wasn't so innocent in that it was just a random whatever night. What night was it? Does anybody know? Let's see. Let me uh... – February 24th, 25th. But the day after Pearl Harbor, San Francisco tried the – shut down and and the and the colonel whoever was in charge of that defense region was so upset he was like you know he he falsified and said that there were japanese planes flying over the city ready to bomb this fucking city and and y'all weren't trying to pull plugs you know he wanted to make sure if something shit hit the fan the city would be blacked out so i can kind of see where the battle of la could have gotten out of hand but um, it's very interesting to look back at these these conversations from FDR to George Marshall about these instances where they say, you know, here's what happened, here's what we recovered, and then FDR saying, let's do reverse engineering. And then two years later, he says, let's not worry about this stuff that we picked up on the Battle of L.A. Uh, in 1942. Let's win this war. And then when Harry Truman comes in, he's like, hey, let's get this back going. This is interesting. Yeah. It was a Tuesday night, by the way. Oh, wow. God, what if it had been a Thursday at like 10 o'clock? We could have done the air raids. <laughs> well, we have, we, we've had two tornado warnings on, on the show live before. Mm, that's well, true. Close enough, I guess. I remember, yeah. Uh, Raleigh, yeah. Raleigh, yeah they gonna... had that old-style air raid siren. Old and Battle of These Nuts had to actually go one time. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. they did. <laughs> Why is you gonna get off the share screen? Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> it's blinding me. <laughs> uh in my share screen. So there if you want to, you can bring up the links. I sent you two. Those are the most important. The ones were the unearthly uh aircrafts and then the memo to George Marshall FDR. But I discussed them. That's real. Go out and check it out. Make your own decisions. But that is uh hmm. that's what's yeah, that's that's probably the most interesting part to me is um you have people saying they saw all, all different kinds of stuff. There were some people saying that they looked up, they saw the huge craft, they see round after round after round getting shot at it, and nothing's hitting it like there's a force field around it. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, like it's a blimp and they can't pop a balloon. Yeah. Which got oh. me thinking, all right, you know, I made a joke about Bob Lazar earlier, but if you go back to what he was supposedly reverse engineering out there, th th he had like, if you remember, he couldn't get close to the uh, the reactor on the ship. He was, you know, the the guy, his mentor, or whoever was out there, was like, "Man, touch it." He couldn't. It was like two batteries, you know. Yeah, right. That would that would push away from each other. Oh, right. 
Yeah, that's right. It was like his first day at work. It was like, just touch the thing. He couldn't yeah. touch it. That's what Peter does. Never mind. <laughs> just touch it. I can't. <laughs> yeah, he described it as as if your hand's like a magnet and your opposite sides of a magnet. Like it's yeah. just that pressure against it, but it's your hand. You know? So who's to say if it really was an alien craft and that they were shooting at it and, you know, the ammunition was, uh, you know, just not hitting it. What if, what if that could have been it? Yeah. Um, some sort of experimental craft of the military. And this the, was a test run. The sad part about this is um, you would think that, but it was, it was so close to Pearl Harbor and we're in war. You know, like the timing of it is is why if it was just a random Tuesday night after the war and it was calm and then this shit went down, everybody would be like, it's absolutely aliens. But everybody was so afraid of, the, the, you know, the Japanese at the time. Right. And and the rays that they would, you know, Pearl Harbor and the oil field, the submarine out there in the oil field and, and literally bombing this thing the night before. Everybody uh, uh, associates this with with war. And craft and their and the cloning technology that could have been possible for the uh, opposing, you know, for the Japanese basically. So it's hard to pinpoint on this in aliens, but it comes back to aliens because of the the um, everything that's just not available in technology at the time, like the floating around that he described, the force field. Right. It can't be a plane because it would have been shot down or it would have fallen out of the sky. It's not going fast enough. Now, if that's uh, just, the timing was just like, oh man, because you're in a war, so you, you automatically associate it to war. So, if that's the case, if it was a craft and it was had some sort of force field to where the ammunition wasn't penetrating it or, or blowing, you know, whatever, um, per the memos that we just went over, FDR ordered the reverse engineering of them. What if that's what was that at S4 that Bob Lazar, because Bob Lazar was like, there's no telling how long those crafts have been there. They could have been there a year. It could have been there 50 years. Who knows? Oh, mm-hmm. oh wow. So what if something was shot down, um, mm-hmm. you know, or, or captured, however, however it happened. And that's what. That's what uh, he had to reverse engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, it makes perfect sense to think that it could have been like a, a test run of something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like again the timing. Why would you do that when we're across the Pacific from our enemy? You know, it's like coming in from the coast. I mean, it's, and unless literally it was just a test run, just to see the perfect timing. If they catch right. us, then we know it won't work. You know, yeah. but I, I do encourage everybody to look up, go to scribed.com, and uh, hopefully there'll be a sponsor one day. That'd be great, and check out the George Marshall to Franklin D Roosevelt. Uh, memos another you, thing you can look at all this yourself yeah another thing some people say was um i don't know if they saw this but um it's it's come out that it could have been weather balloons or, or a giant weather balloon mm. um you know because if you remember down from the back sky in, back in february the whole chinese weather balloon was floating across the u.s and that's something the japanese did use during world war ii was mm. weather balloons to you know but no bombs were dropped or anything like that so, um, could have been something like that, maybe. That's plausible. It's like, why would it blip? Why would it go in and out of radar? You know, what if, what if the radar, what if there was just a malfunction with the radar? And the radar would have to, the, the blip goes out there every few seconds or something like that, right? 
Mm-hmm. So it uh, it could move in between those pulses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. And they did say it took like 30 minutes to go 25 miles or something. Yeah. Uh, which would be like, a like so at the end of the day, they say, most people say this was a weather balloon incident. Most people do say that. Okay. Yeah, if, if you I shot 1,400 rounds of anti-aircraft uh, ammunition at a weather balloon, yeah, there's going to be no trace of it. Right, and who's to say that maybe it went down, out, you know, like immediately, and nobody saw it fall, so they just kept shooting. Yeah, maybe like, it burned up. Maybe. Well, you would have had some sort of report of a fire in the sky, you know, like somebody. But uh, maybe but, it got lost in the explosions and smoke, and then just like burned to nothing, and then crumbled and fell to the ground. Could have. Um, maybe the first shot got it and it fell and everybody was like blasted. Yeah, it was chaos. Cause I mean, all they had were those spotlights. Yeah. Um, and everything else was blacked out. People probably thought they were seeing crazy things happening. Uh, Yeah, I still find it weird that they wouldn't send out jet fighter jets to go intercept it when it was 120 miles off the coast. If they knew something was coming. Right. Why wait, why wait for it to get close to the coast? Right. You would yeah. you would intercept it with uh, out there, yeah, before it reaches land. And maybe that that put a lot of pressure on the defense, the anti craft defense that we have uh, to do something because they did not send aircrafts because they mm-hmm. they specifically kept the aircrafts on the ground to determine exactly where the because uh, it was going so slow. Right. But it was coming in. That's why it took like. The air raids went off at what? What did I say? Seven eight. Yeah. They they went off at seven eighteen p.m. and they blasted air raids, and then Damn. all the army men went to their post ready for battle, and then they lifted it at ten twenty three, and everybody was like, "Oh shit! All right, well that was a false alarm," and then it then then it goes back off at like three. Oh shit! And then everybody goes literally on the front porch and starts blasting shit into the air. Because I know they're getting raided because an oil field just blew up, or they were shooting an oil field the day before, and Pearl Harbor what, was like, "Is that what y'all would do if if the just sirens started going off and like, dude, uh, no, Ammo, you would have you a, go out on your force and just start shooting in the air? Ammo costs way too much. I'd be very conservative. <laughs> I got I got to see the whites in people's eyes before I. <laughs> I want to wait till the aliens land and get out, and then I'm getting the let out. Shake their hand, get that close, and then blow it. Yeah, blow we, it. We come in, bam. You know, I can't, they they can't even say it in time. Well, Lance did say last week he was never going to come in front of an alien, so who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Shake their hand, blow it on their chest. I mean, <laughs> blow it in their chest. In their... Oh man, <laughs> what a welcoming! Uh, <laughs> they get right back on the ship and fly away. Give them that coronavirus. <laughs> oh no, we're going to be banned. Now we're going to be banned. Shut up, banned. Shut up, man. So I, I keep going back to these uh, memos, though. Like, I, I stress, if you're into this topic, look it up. There's a lot of information about it. I really did have to – I listened to a podcast, and then I, I, I went on Scribe and tried to like Google on Scribe. You ever do that, Zeke, the plumber? Yeah. You're just kind of like just putting topics until something comes up? Make sure, Yeah, make sure you put in like Battle of L.A. 1942. Otherwise, you're going to get the movie. Yeah, I've never seen the movie. Have y'all? I haven't either. Mm-mm. I probably won't, but it's based around um, UFOs, right? I have no idea. 
the old Foo Fighters. Um, so um, I, I do remember reading or hearing that during all this, uh, a lot of military personnel went to uh, major Hollywood studios to protect those oh. in case you know Japan was um, you know actually coming to bomb. Kind of like if they were to have a fire. Yeah, we must or, protect uh, our propaganda machine. Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Why out of everywhere Hollywood, the studios would be protected, which leads me, you know, if we can, if you want to get into it later, um, a, a potential theory. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I forget who it was, but they were saying like they they pictured Hollywood just on fire, and they they pictured uh, just the citizens out on uh, oh, what's that main drag in Hollywood. Drag. I've done that before. RuPaul. No, no. <laughs> Battle these nuts. No, I didn't. That's something you shouldn't comment on. I was uh, just simply trying to think of the street name. But he was like, I, I picture people out there just like with like knives, just battling up in one of those uh, you know main highways in Hollywood. That was yeah. that was an actor. I forget who it was. I was talking about that. Nice. Yeah, good story. <laughs> so, um, speechless. I'm gonna let Peter get that get the laugh out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gentlemen, that Food Fighters. Uh, I, I learned this. So I'm gonna go ahead and say it. But uh, Food Fighters was a term used for um, basically your UFOs that fighter pilots, a fighter yeah. pilot saw. Her allies and stuff, they would call them Foo Fighters. Yep. Oh, that's right. Which is interesting because they were obviously seeing um, UFOs out flying around back in 1940s, too. World War II. And, Crazy uh, stuff happened. Had a name for them. Crazy Foos. Mm-hmm. And that's where they got their name. Oh. Uh. <laughs> One of the other things, uh, I don't know if there's any other stuff you want to go over about the actual event, if you want to kind of get into other stuff about, you know, different theories about it, what people have said, and, you know, kind of what hap- what may have happened or whatever. Because, you know, like I said, a lot of people saw, supposedly saw a lot of different stuff. So, so either we, got, we either got that it's a UFO, we either got it's uh, Japan. Who's to say it wasn't Germany? Who knows? Um uh, we have uh, 15 different planes, and some even say my, nothing was there at all. So, yeah, 15 planes to f- the 1,500 planes. Yep, to or absolutely like, nothing at all. We're just shooting in the air, you know. And and somebody said there was a big, like, mothership thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. They said it was so large that it had concern on the coast. That's why they did the alarms. Uh, it wasn't just like one plane. It was a it was a large object. I thought you were about to say a joke because you're like it was so large. How large was it? <laughs> it was so large. Set me up. Seriously though, like that was something we didn't mention. It wasn't like on radar, just a blip of one plane. It was a large object that was coming over, enough to uh, uh, obviously, you know, freak people out yeah what if there was a mass hallucination event occurring oh gee an mhe here we go yeah and everybody's like seeing crazy shit 
and uh, the military is just like blowing shit up in the sky for no reason, and everybody's bugging out. Well, that leads me to the uh, the theory that I was going to say uh, because they were protecting all the Hollywood studios. What if it was in fact holograms? That's what that's what I was thinking too. They uh, may not have had that technology back then, or they may have. Yeah, maybe they were it testing. Was, why would uh, they be protecting the Hollywood studios if it was holograms? Because Hollywood. that's where that's where the holograms coming from. So yeah, why that's would they protect the Hollywood studios? Huh? huh? Protect their headquarters. They would protect like, the Hollywood they, studios they, because they, that's they where the holograms coming from. Uh, yeah, because they had all those spotlights up. Who's to say they weren't projecting things in the sky and like? Mm-hmm planes coming from over here and a mothership over there just a mixed bag of stuff and peter coming over there yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a little far-fetched i mean think about it, like what peter or the holograms <laughs> i mean hollywood uh i don't know i mean what are they like, they're like oh my god five people died we can't come out and say we did this yeah yeah If I mean, if that's the case, they're doing they were doing a a false flag event. So of course they're not gonna come out and say they did that. If that's if that's what that was, and it might have even been nothing at all. It could have been a total false flag with nothing at all. Right. You know the the military got orders from from the top down to start shooting and um and people out of sheer panic, you know, in front of the mic, Peter. Peter, get the mic. (laughs) Two days. Two two months after Pearl Harbor and one day after an oil field raid. Yeah, they're uh, like it's, it's... Hollywood would be like, "Hey, I got an idea." I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> well, the reason for that, I believe in aliens before I believe that. Well, the reason for that is many people also don't know is we had concentration camps here where we uh, stuck Japanese citizens. Right, it's true. Uh, in there, so what better way to propagandize people into supporting that? Than to oh, I see. Yeah, false... that establishes a little motive, but it went it went the alien route pretty quick because nobody yeah. nobody yeah. ever maybe to distract found... maybe to distract it from that because a lot of people a lot of people still don't know that we threw jet the Japanese in camps here, put them in camps and said it was for their own good. Yeah, so it was for, their for, the, for the country's safety. Yep. No, wow. it's for their protection is why yeah. we uh, had them in camps. And that was the government's way of being like, here, you know, sleep in this box. So yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, I I'm convinced. I don't. I'm not convinced one way or the other. You know, I I, I got to look more into the whole memos and and people saying, well, this came from one typewriter because I get that idea. Like, if it's from one typewriter and it came from both parties, it wasn't the same typewriter. Yeah. But that would have been an easy way for somebody to be like, well, let's just debunk it. For instance, y'all, have you heard of the Majestic 12? I saw that on that document. Yeah, so the Majestic 12 was basically... Do you, do you, you want to take that or no? No. no. So the Majestic 12 <laughs> was, was basically... Um, it was a report done. It was like top, double top secret kind of stuff, you know? And uh, it was a report... Um, exactly on the facts that these reports were about this um the aliens i can't even say it it was all apparently came out fbi was all on it the cia was all on it and wrote bogus over the whole and it, again it's on scribed 
I looked at it on Scribe. It's the uh, Majestic 12, and it's a document based on these alien life uh, things that the government was involved with about this. And you you had to be a Majestic to get this information. It was like top, top secret. Oh, yeah. Right. There were 12 and, of them? Yeah, I think it was I think it was twelve pages or something like that. I, you oh, know, okay. I, but if you read through it, you scroll through it, it's like bogus, bogus, bogus. And of course, and I'm not saying I believe in it. I'm just saying, of course, they would write it bogus. You know, right. I mean, like why would they have that out in the public if it's if it's real and just leave it alone? Because people would then believe in it. You put bogus on the front, there's conspiracy. So um, they they. But I guess what I'm trying to say is. Uh, it goes deeper than just the um, the conversations between uh, FDR and uh, the other guy. You had the Majestic Twelve. You can check that out. There's there's a lot of conspiracy behind the alien aspect of Battle of L.A. There's not a lot with the Hollywood sense. I get what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I'm more convinced that it literally could have been. I believe the UFO scenario more than I do the Hollywood. I don't think Hollywood. Uh, I just don't think they'd pull something like that off. I'm going. I'm going with the false flag. I don't think it was aliens or anything. I think it was. It was just a false flag. Whether it be nothing up there at all, or um, you know, our own government dangling the carrot in the sky for the military to shoot at. You know. Yeah, to cause uh, hysteria and <clears throat> against the Japanese. That were living in the United States. Yeah, I pulled up a. Uh, I went to the FBI website into their vault about this Majestic Twelve thing. Yeah. So Majestic it's Twelve, in 1988, two FBI offices received similar versions of a memo titled Operation Majestic Twelve, claiming to be highly classified, uh, a highly classified government document. The memo appeared to be a briefing for newly elected President Eisenhower on a secret committee created to exploit a recovery of an extraterrestrial aircraft and cover up this work from public examination. An Air Force investigation determined this document to be fake. So there goes that. Debunked. Debunked. Boop. So what do you think, Peter, after uh, after this craziness that you had no idea went on? Um, I do find it interesting that nobody ever talks about it um, and that I've never heard of it. Um. I think it was either an overreaction based off of the the paranoia of the time, uh, post Pearl Harbor and mm-hmm. the burning of that oil field. Uh, maybe there was a balloon, and they just went nuts because everybody was so scared that it was an invasion, and all these explosions are happening, and people probably thought they saw you know planes and stuff, and you know it was mass hysteria. And they were already spooked from the blackout and the air raid, and then all of the machine guns going off. Um, so that's one scenario. And the other scenario, uh, I, you know, it could be like early Project Bluebeam rollout stuff uh, to create that uh, uh, hysteria against the Japanese uh, living in this country. Right. Um, I think that's plausible too, because what if they just projected all this stuff and everybody was like, "What the hell is that?" And like, you know, everybody saw something different. Lance is so mad we're not talking about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do Love think you. that <laughs> <laughs> I do think that Bob Lazar uh, force field thing is interesting, though. That uh, that's that's fun to think about. 
another another problem I have with the um, you know gathering support to throw the Japanese in camps is like just had Pearl Harbor and you just had a legitimate attack at, in Santa Barbara. Why would you need this in Los Angeles to further, you know, it's not like Pearl Harbor happened 75 years ago. It just happened to two months prior and Santa Barbara just happened that same week, like the day before. Yeah. You know, so why would you need to do this? It's almost like you could spread it out a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe uh, it wasn't widely circulated uh, or really documented as a historical event that people talk about. Yeah. Because it was embarrassing that they overreacted and uh, rained shrapnel and uh, shells down on people's homes. Um, maybe they were like trying to bury it because of, because of that. I'll tell you what I believe, and this is what happened. No, I'm just kidding. No, but uh, I, I really believe <laughs> that there, there were somebody's working on some uh, cloaking device scenario. And it was half-assed working, and they can't. When something happens, they can't come out and say, "Oh yeah, it was us. We were just working on this technology that we have halfway working." So they have to keep quiet, and that's why we haven't. We don't have an answer. Um, I really think it was some top secret scenario. Again, we we went over past stuff with uh, uh what was the last episode we were talking about when we, um, when um. Not Bob Lazar, but or maybe yeah, I guess it would have been Bob Lazar. We were talking about it. You have all these private industry companies that are trying all this stuff mm-hmm. that the government doesn't know about, and they're trying to get ahead and quiet of this so they could sell technology under the rug to these countries and different things. I think it was just another one of those scenarios that it probably was coming up on radar, and they were testing the waters because we're in a war and Literally. they're trying to get a contract with the country. And um, and the shit wasn't working correctly, and it caused hysteria and chaos. And they were like, "Hey, f- you know, fly, you know, fly west real quick." But yet, uh, you know, they were already they already caused destruction in the in the town that they were close to, and it was just a big big mess up on technology, and they since corrected it, but yet they can't come out with it. Because that would obviously, um, you know, bust it wide open, bust it. Yeah, Peter, uh, I, I think it was something like that. <laughs> uh, I'm a lot like going on during wars, you know. My, uh, <clears throat> I guess my, uh, I'm going to go. One third of me thinks it could into be- the mic. It could be uh, extraterrestrial or uh, dimensional or whatever related or perhaps reverse technology. And then the other two thirds is either a false flag event or uh, what was the other one that I said, or it was just a, a, a an attack on a weather balloon. What about yeah. the memos? What about the <sighs> memorandum? Um, the time wasn't there in, in the document off scribed, wasn't there uh, some um, uh, evidence supporting that, they weren't the the memos weren't real or something like that or am i wrong no no you're right the only thing that that came up that the the memos were not real was that one person said that it had to come from the same typewriter okay because there was the same they didn't say an error they didn't say the t's weren't you know the same t's it was strictly just it looked like it came from the same typewriter which would debunk it 
and that the person who would have put it up um, would have wrote it all in one typewriter. You know, you and think was, like, maybe they got all the memos separately and just to document it all that they retyped all of it. I don't know. Well, that's an interest. That's a very good observation because on the very first memo, it says this memo was top secret at the time and was retyped. Ah, okay. See so that very much could be, that was the very first memo. It said that in writing at the bottom, this was top secret at the time. This was retyped at this time by this person. So it could have been all retyped under the same typewriter because it, at the time it was top secret and it would have been released. So they copied it. That's what I'm saying. Everything that we talk about has a, a bias or, or a, a contradictory type scenario, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what makes it so interesting is that this happened. No right. question about it. And the only reason that I think it was some top secret, like a private party industrial war game technology type deal is because we don't have the answer. You know, right. so I'm like, somebody does. I think it was a, I just, I can't explain the memos. I can't explain none of that just because it's so crazy. Well, well, later down in that document, it does say the original memo from Marshall to Roosevelt is of unchallenged authenticity and has a file number. So what? I mean, so file, right there, that should tell you that it's, it's alien, unearthly, uh, the same you know, file they, number, the same file number shows up on the inter, interplanetary phenomenon unit memo. Did that bump uh, me up to 4060? The style of language <laughs> is reminiscent of Roosevelt. An objective syntax evaluation is expected to disclose a high probability that he is the author of the memos that bear his name. Huh. So even the people that debunk it are probably scammers or false, you know, false people. Uh, yeah. I, I, just, I don't know. I just, uh, I mean, it's, it's in. It's very interesting. If we have anybody in the chat right now, um, any remote viewers, let us know what you think. Give us a uh, one, one to – what did we do last time? One to ten? Yeah, yeah somebody put it yeah, on. Ten. Yeah, do one to ten. Um, whether you believe – well, well, I mean, it happened. So, I don't know. Just let us know what you think. If you believe it was aliens, one to ten – Yep. If you believe it was a false flag event, one to ten. If you believe it was just a weather balloon, one to ten. What you believe, and so one. You to could 10. possibly score a thirty. Yes. <laughs> I'm a twenty-two. Well, let's right let's well, then we'll we'll need to wait the answers. So let me hold on. Let me get the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have somebody coming in right now. I can't even keep up. Let's let's take <laughs> the average. <laughs> so yeah so you're saying and the memos alone right there you're saying that they uh that that pretty much says the first one was real the first one was him was that the one where he was saying the 1400 rounds or was that the first one he was saying that they uncovered uh crafts in the uh pacific uh that's the original memo the one i was reading um which is basically just describing the uh, describing the event. I don't think that one actually mentioned UFOs okay. or the yeah, unearthly 14, the unearthly aircraft, fourteen hundred rounds and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's possible they could have gotten that. That's correct, and they could have taken the same kind of verbiage and stuff and made a little false memos and stuff. I like that's possible. Now but, wait, fourteen hundred rounds was that of artillery shells? What was that? Yeah. 
Okay. I was about to say, if that was just regular, you know, rifle fire, that's really not a lot. Yeah, it was anti-aircraft. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm actually Japanese. I see we have a commenter here. So, Alien 7 uh, in Linegar saying Japanese airplanes 6. I think, personally, I think Japanese had nothing to do with it. Yeah, they actually, they actually came out after the war. They said they had no planes or anything at, uh, over the area at that time. Oh, and even wow. if you don't trust them, I really don't think that, that they had. Because the San Francisco thing that happened the day, the day uh, after Pearl Harbor, that was made up. That was a, that was a test run. And and it failed mm-hmm. miserably, but that was a test run. So I don't think Japanese had it in them. Weather balloon three, Germans zero. And I moved aliens up to eight. They had <laughs> category <laughs> crazy LA people than I. Dude, look, if that happened in my city, absolutely I would go outside and start shooting rounds in the sky. You know, I would use the cheap ammo. I wouldn't use the good <laughs> home defense ammo, but yeah. <laughs> Peter and, just and goes into a neighborhood. Yeah, or a little shit. I have the little shells. But uh <laughs> if you like think like little... that was in that, that news art that little article that we brought up before of all the shrapnel, there were like chunks of shrapnel that went through people's windows and stuff. Yeah, just like imagine a fucking potato just like Shot through your window. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah the the original memo the original memo was from February twenty sixth. So everything started the evening of the twenty fourth into the morning of the twenty fifth, and the original memo to Roosevelt was on February twenty sixth. That one is unchallenged. Uh, basically, yeah, it's plausible. This is turning around for me. So which is it? Is it aliens? I'll give it a five. And the one, the one where they were talking about these are of unearthly origins or whatever. That was from March, supposedly from March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so about two weeks later. Month. Yeah, it's been bumped to a five for me. And this one's been uh this one has not been verified or or whatever. So yeah, same structure, same sighting, but it's different. Uh you just can't believe anymore. It's funny because this came out in like, you know, the forties. He got the letters in the, what the two thousand. Uh, when was it? When did he get the letters? I thought it was the seventies, but I could be wrong. We yeah, have a uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was two thousand. Yeah, this so one, this one I'm looking at. He got the letters in two thousand or something, and yet, <clears throat> so I don't know. There, there's enough time for them to be to be false but that's really the interesting part of the whole battle of la is it is truly one of those conspiracies you know we do a lot of conspiracies on here and there's a lot of debunked material there's a lot of material that is legit this is one that every time you have something to say there's another side to it and uh it's truly like it's truly a conspiracy that just We'll yeah, it's just it's on. crazy. Like the event actually happened. Something happened. Right. But nobody and all the what. spotlights went to one spot. Yeah. It's not, yeah, like I mean, you know, I mean, assuming just off that one picture, you know. That is crazy. So they were focused in on something. Yeah, it's not and like they were one shooting at something. Was here and 
and another one was like, oh, check that. Out. I mean, like they ob- they all went to one spot enough to, for a picture to be taken. I think we're boring, Peter. No, sorry, I've, I've yeah, he's over. He's already no, no, this is like this is like blowing my mind a little bit. It's a two and a half for me, Mister uh, Mike Cockapelli. <laughs> Mike Cockapelli. Um... <laughs> right. so, I'm gonna look up more on it. Maybe I'll even go to LA next week and do some research. We should. We should go to the place where it happened. Interview some. Uh, well, anybody who saw it's probably dead by now. Hmm. Well, yeah. yeah I, this is a new one for me. This one was fun. This one's intriguing. Yeah. It's Sounds just, like um, it. it's just crazy. Nobody knows what happened. Like I said, it was an actual event that happened, but nobody knows what the fuck actually happened. Yeah, I've never heard um, of this. Yeah, so I, I knew your, about it. I just thought it was like a um, a uh, a rage against the machine. I think if it, I think if it was Japan, that would have came out eventually. Yeah, you know, even though they admitted to not it, it not being them, Japan admitted to that, saying it's not they had nothing to do with that. Very um, odd. Very odd. So I, I I believe them, and I just I don't, I don't I'm probably zero out of ten on the Japan scale. Yeah, I think I'm zero zero ten on that. So, Japan. I just think it. I just I think it was more false flag than than aliens. Yeah, I'll give the false flag a seven, and the overreaction to a weather balloon maybe a maybe a seven also. You think it's a weather balloon? You're that guy. Wow. Maybe, maybe because because make that noted on history was, on this podcast. Slow. He thought Battle of L.A. was due to a weather balloon. <laughs> well, that's what they used. That's what they used back then. So one time I go weather balloon. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's 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 our thoughts. Yeah. Well, let us know um, if you're listening on the podcast. Shoot us a uh, a tweet, or I guess it's a post now on Twitter on X. Let us know what you think. I'll um I'll put a poll on Spotify on the episode. Uh, that way you can vote if you do listen on Spotify um again check our uh the podcast episodes you can follow us on all the all the social media stuff and interact with us and everything like that so um guys we're uh like i said we're 23 days going into gobble season uh, it's about to be 22 here in about 30 minutes for me so oh shit so um have the countdown going join us next week um follow us on twitter because we do not know what we're going to be talking about as of yet so and we want to make sure we're not being shadow banned yeah for sure so with that being said room 2008 is out peace